welcome back to What's Next. I am Joel Krogman, and this is my show. It was really good to have a break last week and just focus on um, some new guests and some upcoming episodes, and it has felt like a month has gone by, but it's only been a couple weeks. My, my sense of time with the podcast is all wonky because there's no schedule to it. It's just kind of whenever it happens, so it's great to be back this week. Today, I'm talking with two Nepali filmmakers um, who are both studying here in southern Illinois at SIUE. I have always been intrigued by people who make big life decisions, like choosing to chase down a dream by moving to a completely different part of the world where they speak a different language, it's a different culture, it's a different way of viewing the world altogether. It's such an incredibly vulnerable and fish-out-of-water experience. I think part of why it's intriguing to me is because it's part of my family story. My grandparents on my mom's side moved to Canada from Holland after World War II with a baby and a toddler, and they did not know the language. It was so different from Holland. That decision has so many ripple effects, and like I would not be here if they didn't make that decision. So... It's very interesting to me, and I I think that then for myself, I moved down to the United States from Canada, um, which is obviously not even close to the same thing, but I can still identify with it. And also, whenever I travel, I'm always struck by how different the world is from place to place. And so I think it's really an exciting, disorienting adventure trying to acclimate to a new place while chasing down a dream. And I wanted to talk with them about all of that, so we get into it. It was a it was a really great talk for me. So please enjoy my conversation with Bikash and Bipin. You got enough enough coffee, enough <laughs> liquids. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Good. And this is your I guess not your first day, but second day of spring break. Uh officially it's like we're in the same weekend. Yeah. But from tomorrow, like Today is Sunday, right? From tomorrow, we'll be on the spring break. All right, nice. Cool. Just for a little context, what I'm doing with the podcast is I'm really trying to or wanting to like explore the decisions people make around creating the life that they want for themselves. I'm a filmmaker, as are you guys. So there's a, there's like a little bit of similarities that we share. But I'm just super curious to just talk a little bit about where you guys are from, how you ended up here in Southern Illinois, <laughs> in Edwardsville. So my name is Bipin. So I'm from Nepal. So I grew up in the eastern part of Nepal. So the name of my town is Dharan. It's a beautiful city. Uh-huh. It's also called a blue city of Nepal. Okay. Is it in the mountains or is it? So not like it's in the Torai plain land of Nepal. Okay. So... I grew up there for, uh, I did my high school um, in Dharan. And after that, I moved to Kathmandu, the capital of Nepal. So I did my undergrad there and I met Bikas. So Mm -hmm. the interesting thing is like, we met in the first day. I I was filling out the application and I need some help. So he was there and called him like, can help me with the applications to write things, to fill this form and your he helped me and after that to get the applications to come to edwardsville no for the undergrad oh okay okay and so you uh, met on the first day 
and that, and he was helping you on that same day uh actually he was sitting on a uh, on a chair and table like he was filling the form for the undergrad okay admission uh i see and i see like he he couldn't he didn't have have idea about certain things so he asked me how how should i feel it so that was the first day we met on official like we didn't know each other and yeah. like he asked me question i see and i i helped him and today after like so many years we are here together so that's how our how our journey began and uh, how like we are still here together yeah uh, <laughs> that's great yeah. and like after that in the first year we started making short films and we did it in a group and gradually when uh, with the time we started doing projects together and after that like did sorry to interrupt did you go to were you going for film school or what was your major in undergrad so like our major was mass comm media studies uh it was in kathmandu university of nepal okay and we started making films and like traveling around gathering stories and after that like we graduated and there was a gap because i went to my uh town back home and after that we didn't know like we applied for the same university so like when i came to uh capital for my paperwork so we met and we like we started talking about our plans for going abroad and we just found out like we applied for the same university so like he came which was the SIUE SIUE right okay and after that my visa got rejected for the first time oh. uh so he came like all the semester uh, uh-huh. in the uh, spring right spring. Uh, i came in the fall uh, so it was easier for me so when i came here like in the first day he came to centers to pick me up and just we went uh around in the bar and just hang out made some new friends yeah. in the first day it was interesting yeah yeah okay bipin what was what was it like growing up in you said you said it was the blue city yeah it's the blue city what's it like growing up in the blue city in nepal so like uh, it's a town where many uh people go for the army join for the army meaning um, for the british army or the indian army mm. is a culture over there so the influence uh is more of like a british culture in that town okay so why it is called blue city like they have the roof uh is all blue uh, okay. so when you look up from the height you can see blue right yeah uh, so it's called the blue city and uh, i grew up in a place my dad used to work in radio nepal it's a government radio in nepal so they have got this whole land like it was like a big area so it was forest kind of thing and i grew up in the army barrack mm-hmm. so like it was a different experience like going in the jungle and playing around the trees nature climbing trees looking at the birds so it was fun so you you kind of you grew up very connected to nature yeah very connected and w- when did filmmaking kind of come into the picture for you so like uh, during my mm, high school so i started taking picture with my phone and so i was more into like taking picture and i love that thing and after that i went after my high school when i went uh, to do my undergrad so i found these people and like i started like when we uh, did the first film together and i started like 
feeling to do that thing like after that, i have to do this thing like because i want it i don't know how it came but i lo- i start loving that you, thing you got the spark yeah right so like after that i start doing it i write uh, poems too so mm-hmm. i've been doing that for 13 years now and so like if i write poems i have the story i have the idea i can imagine things so why not create and portray in the visuals like creating something new mm-hmm. that's cool so you decide yourself as a director or so like till now i have no plans of doing this but i love um uh, cinematography directing okay. and i love art direction too mm. and writing okay so till now i've been making a film independently so like few the last week we saw the film uh the song of a dead so i wrote the script we saw that in kugor uh village so one of the character is in the next side of the lake and another is in the other side of the lake okay <laughs> so like these guys help us we walk in the team mm cool cool and uh bikash how how about you where did what part of nepal did you grow up in uh dharan the the city where he grew up like and this place where i grew up it's like 15 to 20 kilometers away uh from his from his okay yeah it it's a very small town it's called inarwa sunsari it's on the like it's in the first uh province one and the name like the province the name of the province it was recently passed as koshi so i was raised in koshi province and later i like uh, my whole family moved to kathmandu the capital city and yeah. uh, from there i started uh my schooling and uh, did my a levels from trinity college and uh we made in undergrad kathmandu university school of arts uh from there like uh, our journey of filmmaking started and eventually we like grew as a filmmaker we like learned different things uh work on different projects and uh uh right now we are together on southern illinois university uh doing our masters in uh mass communication yeah and how, so what was the draw to filmmaking for you did where did that first become something that you saw that uh, you wanted to do initially like i i began uh in uh, i began through uh uh photography i was interested in photography but mm. uh when i when i grew up uh i felt that you know like a story can be told in number of other ways as well and uh when those frames or in a single frame you know like it can tell so like powerful stories i mean i thought like um, a film or a video format could tell a lot more stories so like from there i started uh my 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 interest in film making started from there and eventually i decided to join journalism just to you know like extend the horizon of my photography skills but mm. my friends like all of them were interested in film making and yeah. from there like i started uh exploring the idea and concept of you know video format and film making from there yeah so <clears throat> what was it about story that that compelled you to want to do that like, yourself I, i i was raised you know like uh with my grandparents and uh i used to like hear them tell stories their stories and uh, mm. you know like they used to tell this story in such a beautiful way that uh, you know i i could feel their stories just like as if being in their own foot, footstep you know like i could go back to the time with the experience that story and uh, i could feel it through my own eyes or senses so mm. this uh, strange but very immersive uh, characteristics of film or stories you know like uh, this 
character like it really interested it was interesting to me and from there uh, uh, my journey like to tell stories like it began from that is and eventually it grew further in like my undergrad undergraduation so did you initially did you just feel compelled that you wanted to be able to tell stories in the same kind of way that your grandparents did how did you initially make storytelling a part of your life when you became more mindful of it uh, i think it's human nature to you know learn and grow looking at other stories right? mm-hmm. and that that part of human nature like it grew in me and uh, uh to tell the stories you know to tell the better stories and uh someone else feel that emotion like to keep them like it's it's very satisfying kind of thing like it's a human nature to you know like uh share their experience to other for so that we all can grow together mm. uh so that that was the part that uh, uh led me into like storytelling and uh, yeah, immersiveness is a very very important character uh, while telling story and I think uh I think uh, I I would love to make you know uh, audience or or friends or anyone around me immersed in my story through narration or through filmmaking any format available. Yeah. I'm curious because I had a similar experience as a kid in that I was very drawn to people who could who could speak in a compelling way who could convey something in a way that could capture a room or capture the audience you know and mm-hmm. but I never felt like I was one of those people who could do that I always wanted to be you know but my older brother could do it he was, and he still can he's very good at that and I always felt not good enough to participate in the storytelling like mm-hmm. I every time I tried I felt disappointed in my abilities to do it and it was it became a something I felt like I couldn't participate in um mm-hmm. I'm curious if you feel how what's you as you kind of discover that this thing of storytelling and and poetry and these things that move you how is your relationship to yourself in terms of how you felt about your ability to participate in it and to contribute and to create these experiences that for others that were moving for yourself obviously yeah there is always certain uh, level of self doubt but again uh, to grow like we need to take take the risks you know like i always feel that uh did i did i say something wrong or did i say something bad you know i'm i'm not confident about like what i do while i do you know but later when people say that uh, that that was really interesting like you, mm. i think you did it well like and that that thing really uh you know like helps me to take the next step so yeah i'm not that confident while doing thing but i i i try to give it my best to like uh uh not make any mistakes and not hurt other sentiment and like when people say good things about that the thing that i that i did uh i think that inspires me to do the next thing hmm. so yeah i i i still have self doubt and i still have self doubt yeah is it like a daily battle or is it something that's just happening in the background and it doesn't you have kind of you have mastery over it more more so now uh sometimes it's really intense and sometimes it not that intense like uh when when I, when i'm in a like group of people when i'm alone it is it's not that bad but when i'm in a group of people mm. i feel that it's really intense and uh, i think i i need to work on that hmm. how about you bipin so like uh before i when i used to do things i used to think like what would people say and what would they talk about my work right and after that at first like i started writing through the audience perspective and after a while i realized that 
why should I write on my own what I think? So I started doing that. How old were you when you had that realization? So it was during my uh, high school. So I was like uh, 18 or 19 years old. Okay. Uh, so after that, I started writing on my own, like how I feel. And I didn't care about the people, what they would say, right? And I started sharing things. At first, I, I used to write and make things for my own. After that, like one of my brothers said, like artists to be shown to people, like you need to just distribute it, like what you do, right? People are going to love it. Yeah, yeah. And after your, that... Your brother said that? Yeah, right. Okay. And like after that, I got inspired, like let's do a thing. And I started making a poetry video and just posting it uh, and sharing it. Like on YouTube? Yeah, right, YouTube. Okay. And it built my confidence. Like people are loving it, like are giving like good comments, like you're good at it, like mm-hmm. do it. And after that, I started writing and like making films and like it, it was an exper- experimental film for the first time, but like it's so uh, how your brain works, how your imagination works, what are your mistakes and mm. what you can do more. So like now what I feel is like I feel more confident when I write things and and I feel happy, like I, I'm more calm, conscious when I write. Yeah, I find that it, I had an experience when I was in uh, high school. I had a lot of, you know, insecurities and, and uh, self-doubt and just didn't know who I was at all. But I, I like to write as well. And I remember in high school, we, um, there was just a paper assignment that we had to do. And I never really thought of myself as a, as a very good writer or anything like that. But I, I wrote this paper about just sort of critiquing. I grew up in, uh, like a Christian faith circle, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I wrote this paper that sort of was critiquing it, saying these things, like calling out some of these hypocrisies and some of these things that I saw as a mm-hmm. angsty uh, 14-year-old, 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. And my teacher really liked it. She thought this is really a really great paper and she wanted to read it in front of the class. Just that feeling of being exposed right. of, of like what I really think. <laughs> I remember just like sitting, my you know, my legs are shaking and I'm just sitting at the at the desk, like looking down. Just I, I must have been beat red when she's while, while she's reading it. But just that feeling of having somebody recognize that what you're doing has value that your voice or your point of view has value is was also so incredibly um uplifting for me and encouraging for me and made me feel like like i have something to offer in in some way and it's worth pursuing it a little bit more okay so you are in undergrad you're both in undergrad for the same program is that right okay and what was that again it was a bachelor's in mass communication from Kathmandu university okay and um so you then you you do four years there and you're working on independent films or your own projects simultaneously kind of together and stuff as you go yeah we we began our like uh, bachelor's degree from in 2016 august 2016 and uh, the first the first year or like first semester we came to know each other and uh, like we were uh, five or six of us who were like truly interested in filmmaking but at that time, we didn't know that we were interested in filmmaking. And uh, eventually, like first semester, like it, it was completed and, you know, we got more friendly and our interests got more aligned. And uh, at, at the beginning of second semester, like we worked together on the first short film. And one of our friends, like he, he initiated it and like we worked. And from there, 
uh, we we like really feel that this is my thing. Mm, the bug, the bug yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my thing, and like all of us were so interested in that. You know, like swing our vision. Uh, the next time anyone like uh, anyone from the team, like if they have some vision, they if they have some script, all of us work together. So from there, like we worked on different projects uh, throughout our undergrad degree, and uh, in 2019, like while 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 we were on our like last semester or something like that, you know, like the corona virus, mm. the pandemic hit, and like we couldn't be together. So after that, the group was like we were involved in our own thing, but not that involved. Like we were in undergrad, you know, like we used to meet every day, work on like work on different projects, talk together, that kind of stuff. And then undergrad was also about to like uh, get completed. And uh, after that, like our like meeting, you know, like it got, it was slowly reduced. And like we like individually, like we were interested, we were involved in our own projects. So after coronavirus, that's how like I decided to come. Uh, in US to pursue my masters, uh-huh. he decided he was in Dharan, like in his own own home. Like uh, he decided to come US, but I didn't know about that. We're in our separate ways. But oh no way! Yeah. So wait, this this was kind of coincidental that you both came here at the same time. It it, it is coincidental. coincidental. When did you find out that it was happening? Uh, actually, I was filling the form for my interview visa, and at that time. Uh, uh, he, even he was like preparing, he, he did apply for some college and he was waiting for, uh, he was also waiting to get an uh, visa appointment, I think, interview for visa appointment. And at that time, we just contacted each other and we met and we, we, we look at our I-20 and it's the same university. That's crazy. That's crazy. What, uh, that, what was that feeling like, that moment of realizing it? What, what, what did you guys say? <laughs> how, how, how could this be? I mean, like, how did we applied for the same university and didn't didn't know? Yeah, I, I had that thought at that time. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what are the odds of that? There's thousands of un- thousands of schools. Thousands of schools, exactly. And we both got approved by the same university and decided to like be on the same same university. Amazing. Yeah. So okay, so what is it that you're working towards? What is it that you ultimately want to? You, you want to make films. I'm just, I, I, I imagine that's kind of the end goal, but what is the more specific desire that you want to, that you want to accomplish? So after my graduation, I'm thinking about like just for a few years, I'm going to take the experience from the field so that we don't get in Nepal. Yeah. So like, but in case of a story, we have many stories back in Nepal. Yeah. So for that i'm going back to nepal after like few years after the experience okay and like do a film so back in nepal make documentaries feature films okay do yeah. so you start like a production company yeah, of some production. kind in. yeah right that's awesome how about you Vikash? how about my graduation uh, after after graduation yeah, like what do you ultimately want to do with your passion of filmmaking yeah, obviously i i would love to invest my time uh, working on scripts and writing stories and making a film. So is, uh, is writing what you're most uh, interested in or? or? I, I'm interested in writing and directing. That that would be my main uh, focus. But more than that, I, I would, I think, sto- uh, building a story, a good story, I think that would be my 
prime focus because there are lots of stories over here like every day like different movies are made on different stories um, but really few of them are remembered for a very long time so yeah. i think uh building a very good story would be my prime focus and for that after my graduation it's all about the opportunity if i if i get an opportunity to like stay here and work on the thing that i want uh, probably i might stay here but uh, uh if if i get the good story in nepal i i, I wouldn't lose that opportunity so it's all about the story okay i visited nepal in kathmandu in 2016 i was working on a project that was a story of a of a radio program that was designed to get information out mm-hmm. to the rural communities and mm-hmm. there's definitely some like traditional ideas of what life should look like as you grow up i'm curious about what are the expectations on young men as they grow up for me i'd say that my my parents were liberal parents liberal so, okay yeah, they were liberal and i i got the chance to do i got like i was privileged to do what i wanted but uh, looking at the general picture of nepal like uh, people are conservative i i think like most of the people are conservative because they 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 don't like prefer art as in you know like the passion to follow in life yeah and they want uh, they want to follow this school curriculum and which is very like theoretic theoretical based there is no practical elements to it uh it's just like uh, you know like sipis uh, kind of environment you know, like uh they, they produce sheep kind of thing you know like they don't followers followers yeah right. they they don't provide the opportunity for children to experiment with their interest their passion they just say that like, you need to like on this degree and you need to go on the banking sector or this kind of sector they it's don't allow them to do what they want just for stability just yeah, to yeah. get a good job get just to get, get a money good job. yeah and... true true and 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 that that kind of you know like destroys art and i really like for art to thri- thrive you know like people should be kept in an open open environment and uh, mm, for me like I-, i got to live in a very open environment and uh, for that i i'm re- i'm really thankful for my parents but uh, nepal needs to i think it is uh, the parents in nepal they need to think outside the box and uh, let their children you know like uh grow more in an open environment rather than just in textbook uh, or some uh you know like they don't uh, they need to ask their children what they need what they want to be rather than forcing them what what as a parent their vision is for their children yeah yeah do you, and do you feel a certain kind of responsibility in helping shape that like with your films do you hope that they could open people's minds and hearts to to that kind of a future like like i said like my interest in film making grew from my grandfather narrating me stories so my grandfather's story changed me in certain aspects so i believe it's my responsibility if i'm in a responsible place to show people that something is right or something is wrong so i don't think that my film if if i if i get to make one uh would just focus on uh, the mass audience and telling the stories but i would also focus on you know like different aspects where people can learn you know like there are different movies where people get to learn different things about life and there are some films which are just for entertainment so i think uh, i i i will i i would love to you know like i would love to see people uh 
learn certain aspect or get certain things from the movie that I make if 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 if, if I make one. Yeah. How about you, Bipin? What what are your hopes for the like the outcome of your work? Uh so at first like my father used to work in like a radio station government radio station and he didn't see a future like when i get involved in that subject right and when i when i asked him like i want to join a media study they were like no don't do that like don't be vn and this thing they want to be see me in the other place right and i just said if i do i do this if i don't do i don't study or anything yeah and like i forced them so i study and later on they realized that it was his passion and they they always like nowadays when i used to talk with them like they say uh you make a right choice mm-hmm. right so as that thing made me who i am today so like even in my like community and the people what i do people love that thing people are more interested to our film making even like this thing is uh, taught in nepal like you can go you make a you can like yeah. tell stories and like in future when i write stories or like i used to do a slam uh, slam poetry back in nepal so it's kind of sharing a message to other community and like uh, writing about the issues and distributing message right poetry so like i see like coming up with the stories uh, that can like uplift the society or like just uh make any change a little a little change yeah uh, i want to do that too yeah yeah when i was in nepal i felt uh like the youth were definitely excited about the future and excited about you know the mark that they can make on society and especially in Kathmandu like the, there was just there's artists everywhere people that are engaged socially especially with the people that we were hanging out with with this radio program and and the work that they do but it was really exciting to be around that energy i think kathmandu is one of the like city filled with art and culture you know like yeah yeah so much yeah when when you, when you walk uh, through the any alley of kathmandu you know the ancient places like on the temples you get to see these sculptures so beautiful sculptures you know carved in the on the wood yeah. paintings you know like it's a very traditional but it's really very art artsy you know like and uh, i think kathmandu is a place where uh, art is really important because uh, it's a very old city and uh, when when we see that art it's 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 not just contemporary art it's the art like developed through centuries you know like many years and uh, we get to learn a lot of things looking at those arts so i think mm-hmm. uh, kathmandu is really really good in art wise and cultural wise there are lots of good foods people temples everything you see it's so artsy yeah so much good food yeah I we had that the there's like that the traditional liquor and you drink it in out of those like really shallow clay uh chang ayla ayla yeah yeah <laughs> so good uh, yeah. and the uh, deep fried sheep's lung oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's good too that's so good food <laughs> I'm curious what is the because Nepal is very religious you know te- temples everywhere it's much more integrated into society yeah, than you know here are do you do you draw on any kind of religious inspiration or uh look on your life and the impact you want your life to make and what you think you're here to do 
Nepalese, like majority of Nepalese, like 80 to 90 percent, we are Hindu. Okay, and, yeah, right. Yeah, we are Hindu, and uh, more than that, like how we grow, like looking at these temples and stupas and all these things, like it shapes our thinking. Uh, for example, when you go to go and see Paspatinath, like someone is worshiping the worshiping the god, and on the uh, on the bank of the river, like a dead body is being burned. You know, like there are, there is lots of spirituality going on, not just physical presence, but you know, like yes. some spiritual energy as well. So yeah, yeah, that that shapes our thinking in a lot of ways. And when when you go at the Himalayas, like there there is Buddhism, there is this whole another religion, and people follow it so like peacefully, and uh, it's very vibrant and rich with its own uh, culture and tradition. So uh, in Nepal, like. We get to we get the experience of all these religions in a very peaceful way. There is no religious conflict or something like that going on in Nepal. Yeah. And uh, for me, like going in that situation, it gave me different perspective of how I see life. Which is which is what like what is your what is that perspective? Uh, a person is coming to Paspatinath to worship for God. You know, like he 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 just got a new child. He comes to Paspatinath and worships. God thanking him for all the blessings that he received. Yeah. And on the bank of the same temple, a dead person is being burned. And there are families like who are crying and shouting because someone is not with them now. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know how to express it in words, but it's very surreal kind of experience. And like, it's very different. Mm. People can interpret in like, what is life? You know, like when you see that, Life and death, it just, you know, it's very connected, but it's a powerful thing. I don't know how to describe it, but that, that that's a very powerful moment. Yeah. And uh, uh, see, I had similar kind of experience in other field, like while traveling as well. Like we travel, like, I don't know why, like temples are mostly on the hill, top of the hills. What does it signify? Why are temples on the top of the hills? Like it suggests that, you know, like we have to struggle you know, we have to walk all those yeah, steps. Yeah, a the lot hill. of steps. Yeah, and, and like reach on the top and like attend peace, you know, like, I don't know, like there, there is so much of thing that, that can be described looking at the, looking at different elements of, you know, lifestyle, yeah. Nepalese lifestyle. So it's, it's kind of like anything where there's good, there's good things about these traditions and these beliefs, yeah. Do, but being around that stuff, does it, does it is it something that you identify with and it strengthens your beliefs or it it sort of opens you up to the magic of the mystery or do you feel that's like an old way of doing things and you're more interested in the moving forward uh i want to experience different things in life so for me where i'm born is where i was born like it is giving me different elements different new experience so I'm still exploring. I, I like this experience, you know, like yeah. exploring new things. And I do believe there are still a lot of things to explore. But uh, I, I'm liking it. I'm just taking it the way it is. I don't want to like comment on it. I just want to, you know, like learn from it. Yeah. And uh, grow grow looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how, how about you, Vivian? How does the, uh, the blend of culture and religion shape your outlook so like coming back from nepal like i've rooted to my culture and everything like that's how i grew up and when i came here and like after 
like few months back my grandmother died and like mm. we have our culture and ritual we have to uh be in a pure state like without touching anybody like only we cannot eat salt mm. we have to fruits and like rice so it was difficult for me over here so but i did it uh oh you were doing it while living here yeah i okay. did it while living here like in the apartment so he saved my hair he helped me to save my hair like we keep a little bit of hair you know okay. for him was your hair long before yes i used oh, to have wow. long hair oh, wow. and like it's difficult uh, to follow the same culture over here but my uh, heart doesn't want to like i want to follow that culture right so i did it uh, in my apartment like worshiping remembering my grandmother yeah, and yeah. all this thing it was hard but like but at least i did it like remember her in a certain way and like traveling while traveling from place to place like when i was taran and i went to kathmandu and i went to other part of nepal and when i came here like it's just you learn many things with time and the and the location so you have like different perspective how you can deal with things and like including your culture and everything in in as you think about the films you want to make how do you see your work as a filmmaker impacting society and the people you care about talking about flames and like this production like telling stories back in nepal like we have this culture of um, reciting a stories uh, sitting in a place by a person and like people around they listen to the stories right and it's a different kind of culture and when it come to visuals and like a story uh, it's different like we don't have like that much advancement in our country we don't have literacy of like film and, and like video thing mm-hmm. so it is so diverse that there are many stories and like every uh, culture have its cons and like pros right so like if you if we work to bring the diversity uh what do you say like in a right way so we can feel and experience the same culture by uh, people all around the world so it will be really nice back in 2019 i i got the opportunity to be uh, part of this documentary blues of pink uh so it was on the like uh, what, what, what was it called again it was called blues of pink blues of pink blues of pink and uh, we were like uh, me along with my team the director grishmagiri uh, we were on the southern part janakpur uh, of nepal and there we saw the story of a transgender woman uh-huh. and uh, the culture the people and uh, their struggles you know like how people struggle with the society with the established norms with the established tradition uh, i i got the opportunity to shoot that on a video format on a documentary and uh, we got the opportunity to show it on a big screen and her struggle her sufferings were really different yet very powerful powerful in a way that how a woman how a transgender is suffering but her you know will power to change something to do something uh, mm. to provide better future for a adopted child like she, she she did adopt a child you know she couldn't have a child mm-hmm, so she did mm-hmm. adopt a child and mm-hmm. being a like she provided opportunity to, opportunity to a child because she did wanted it you know like she wanted to help society she wanted to bring some change we showed that story on a big screen and people felt 
some people like they told me that it was really powerful the story so from there like i felt that you know i think i i think i'm on the right field you know like mm. i think people need to hear more stories like this and uh mm. that that kind of was biggest point in my life because i i knew like this is the right format to show people that something bad is happening something needs to be changed something like we can grow together by you know like learning something and video is the right format to show all those things mm. that's really cool anytime i've had that same kind of experience it is a very intoxicating yeah experience to have played a role in telling a story that moves somebody yeah true so how many years do you guys have left in your current program uh i'm on my third semester so so i have around 7 or 8 months probably and you you too bevin so this is my second semester okay so i still have one more year to go okay did you guys get hit by where you lived the earthquake yeah Back yeah in, what year was that again it was in uh 2015 2015 yeah, yeah. cuz uh, i in, i was there in 2016 and and yet so many so much was still you know not rebuilt yet yeah, and yeah. what was that like the day after the like we were all on the open ground no one were no one was living on the building thinking that after so good strike again and uh building were collapsed the all this temple there there is this big uh building called dharara uh, and it was you know like collapsed yeah and uh, different people were trapped and killed and the connection you know like network cell phones were yeah, down yeah, yeah. and this very i don't know like it was really sad time yeah yeah uh, all the, yeah i don't know it, it was really sad time yeah yeah it's i think i i am really like um, I, i saw a lot of pictures about the uh, on, on the internet Uh, and different dead bodies and uh, different religious site being blown away like collapsed yeah. and uh, lots of property people were destroyed yeah, it was a very sad time yeah yeah, yeah it's it, the images coming from from this the turkey yeah. earthquake and just it's so hard to imagine that kind of devastation and i can imagine that the the there's like a trauma that goes with having lived through that where you could feel like almost never safe again like this could happen any time was there any of that that you dealt with in the aftermath luckily uh, i didn't hear any bad news of someone that i knew okay so maybe i cannot like explain how other people felt when they lost when they lost someone mm-hmm. the aftershock the earthquake was really strong and uh, the experience we had was really devastating uh, but since i didn't have a severe casualty or people whom i know like they were, they did they were not killed uh, i can't say uh, that i i still feel i'm safe kind in in a way yeah yeah okay uh, there's like distance from it yeah i am a distance from it yeah yeah how about you bevendran like that was a little mind okay uh, so the epicenter was really far yeah so it was near kathmandu and before that 
I have like never visited Kathmandu. Oh, only, you see, okay. Yeah, I've seen the pictures, and after that, I saw what I saw is like the Kathmandu was collapsed, right? Like yeah. the old monuments and everything was people living outside. But back in Naranju, like we stayed outside for uh, for like a week, uh, just like slept in tents, yeah. kind of thing, right? Mm, so I didn't feel how like people of Kathmandu and the most affected area feel, but what I saw in social medias and television and the news, like it was really sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I guess I can kind of relate to that feeling where natural disasters happen in in this country. They happen as well with you know hurricanes and torrential floods out in California and fires and t- tornadoes and all that kind of stuff but it, it it's never been like in my backyard so i guess i there's yeah. like that feeling that you kind of have that separation from it sense of safety or whatever but yeah it's great to get to know you guys i'm excited to see what comes of both of your work thank you thank you so much thank you for having us and uh, you know like Like um, life, life is a process, you know. Like yeah. you know, every step is a new step, and let's see how it turns out. But uh, hard work and struggle, you know, like that—that—that's the part of life, and uh, it's an ongoing process. Let's see how it turns out. And yeah, thank thank you so much for you know uh, letting us share our stories. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's the thing that I really like about being around a university is like the hope of. Yeah. youthful passion and and that the world is wide open rather than something that's closing in on you everything is new like whatever we see is new even the people around us the architecture the culture yeah and like it's different kind of adventure and what i feel what i've learned is like when you like take uh, problems at an adventure to solve it so it's really nice and you want to do that too Yeah, actually, yeah. it is our first, first podcast. podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, thank you so much. Like yeah. sharing, getting to know each other. Like it's a different kind of experience. And yeah. Like it just changes how I think from today to right. Hmm. That's cool. It's really nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. It's great to hear that. Last summer, we had just moved here. We were here for a week, and then I traveled to India to film a project, and we were in in Delhi, but we were. you know traveling around in um some of the like rural farm areas and we're just so welcomed in and taken care of by these by these families way over and above what would be considered normal here you know yeah. somebody's aunt spent a day and a half preparing food for us and they just provided it for us the only uh payment was that we enjoy it <laughs> you know and and uh and then I come back here and i'm thinking about how there's because of this university there's so many international students here and just how the the feeling of of coming from a community in a culture like that to coming here where it's like i'm about my comfort or i don't want it too much to be asked of me and and so that that mentality that you're talking about living up this is an adventure is so especially important because it's such a culture shock So like we have this saying in Nepali like Atiti Deva Baba. So like guests are special. So because they come here to know you, know your culture, right? So like it's the main thing we do. Like guests are special, so we treat them specially. Yeah. So it's in their blood and yeah. 
our region. To me, that's the part that I love the most about this job, about filmmaking, when traveling internationally is not like, yes, telling the stories and making the films and all that is great, but it's that experience that you have with people, you know, for those few days where it's like you become family for, right. it's like this incredibly intimate thing where they, someone's welcoming you into their home, they're making you food, they're telling you all these things about themselves there and you're capturing it all and they are making you the priority for three days it, in my opinion the best experience of filmmaking is when that happens i think the major reason for that is like the culture and tradition that we are brought up you know like uh we are we are brought up in a very collective way you know like the joint family kind of thing and yeah. all this family spreading all the way but during uh festival and certain traditions you know like we come together you know eat good food, share uh, our memories again and like get back to our normal life after our festival is done. So, and even after that, the connection, like the talking and communication, it's it's not that, it's not over, you know, like yes. we communicate frequently and uh, that that's the part of our lifestyle, I guess. And uh, uh, without that, that's our identity, to be honest, you know, like yeah. without that, we would not be what we are. Uh, right, right. So... What we have experienced, what we, what are ingrained in our blood, you know, what are, what are ingrained in our life, like uh, we behave in the way, in the same way that we, we were raised. So like, uh, and we do expect same kind of thing like while traveling, but the situation is completely different. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yes. And, uh, but, but it, again, it's all part of the learning, you know, it's part of the process. We have to learn different experience. Like we can't yeah. be in our comfort zone every time. So... As life, it's an adventure. Just we just go with the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so going with the flow is great. But do you feel do you feel pressure to be somebody special, to be someone who makes a specific difference, or or is it much more like you're just participating in a flow, and whatever role you happen to play is great? I would love to, you know, just be on my own and work on my things, but that won't be enough in today's world. So there there is not there, there is no desire to be great or something like that but i don't want to be the you know better person of myself while doing certain things so does that count for being great or something like that i don't know i think the indicator is like the motivation being how people view you versus how you view yourself yeah exactly yeah yeah you know like uh as you know like uh the actor you know like uh, matthew mcconaughey says you know like i want to be I don't want to be the same person I am today after 10 years, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and does that account for being, you know, like the great person of myself? I don't know how, how does it count, but I don't, I do want to evolve. I don't want to change and uh, I don't want to do better things compared to what I'm doing today. Yeah. I think there's a thing that for me, uh, like I'm, I'm, I am a self-admitted like, like approval junkie i need approval from other people that's mm -hmm. just when, when when someone else gives me like the stamp of approval then i know that i'm uh, i matter yeah and the the journey for me through therapy and through life like that's really what this podcast is it's like a way to practice getting my own sense of value from myself rather than from mm -hmm. what people think around me as an adult that's the yeah. thing that has gotten in my, in the way the most of me being happy the main thing is at the end of the day, you just need to be happy for what you did. Like, what are you doing? So that's the recipe for me. Like, just do what you love 
and just take rest at the end of the day and take a yeah. good nap and sleep <laughs> that's great <laughs> take a good nap <laughs> i feel like we all need a nap after yeah. this just don't stress out like what i'm going to do tomorrow just plan ahead of time and just take rest for a while take yeah. a deep breath and just start your day tomorrow yeah yeah thank you guys for doing this thank you so much like i have no idea or like how do i express things right but like it's a great opportunity to, uh, for me to us like to know about you too and know about this culture in more better way and like talking about flames and all the culture it's different for me mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's a great thing like i enjoyed oh good <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad yeah me too i love learning understanding how other other people in in other cultures think and feel about themselves and the world and all that helps me get more perspective even on myself and how I relate to myself and you know the the struggles that I have and what I'm trying to overcome in my in my desire to live a life that that I actually want you know so it's really nice coming in it was a good day yeah I'm so <laughs> glad I'm so glad yeah. thank thank you for having us you know like we like i got to relive different uh, memories you know like talking uh, talking of her, like i got to recollect different memories from my past and those were the very beautiful memories and yeah. and sharing this experience is uh, a very new experience because like this is our first first podcast and thank you for having us and uh, i hope you know like uh, we'll keep on uh, sharing our stories and coming days as well yeah. yeah 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 for sure i really look forward to seeing the work you guys create in your lives <laughs> yeah, <that's> it. <laughs> it's gonna be good cool all right thanks guys thank, thank you, thank you. So that was my chat with bipin and bikash we met them and their group of Nepali students. My kids love swimming and we met them at the pool swimming in the lane next to us and immediately hit it off. Um, and also I'm just really grateful that they're open to to us and to what what our what's going on in our lives and and just sharing a little bit of it with us. So yeah, I as I said at the top, I have some really exciting episodes coming up. Um, and I'm just, I actually can't believe every time someone's willing to talk with me on this podcast, I'm beyond grateful. And I'm incredibly grateful that uh, you all are listening. So thank you. That's episode 10. I'll see you next week. Bye.